Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball edition. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined by Griffin Warner. It is the final week of the first half of the Major League Baseball season. The All-Star break is next week with the Home Run Derby on Monday, All-Star game on Tuesday, and then no games Wednesday and Thursday before the second half begins on Friday. We'll do a All-Star game preview, like a Home Run Derby preview, because we have the Home Run Derby bracket. We have the odds. We'll do an episode on Sunday night, so you can listen on Monday throughout the day. Get ready for your Home Run Derby bets, and then we'll give out maybe some second half of the season best bets as well. But Griffin, let's take a look first at the schedule here for Friday, and the action gets started with the Braves and the Rays in what very very well could be a World Series preview. And we have Charlie Morton going for the Braves. Tyler Glass now going for the Rays. Yeah, um, a lot of talk around baseball that the Braves are the best team. Uh, I feel like the Rays certainly have something to argue about that and will be in a position to kind of stake their claim that they're at home. So they certainly have an advantage. Uh, but coming in off of, I believe, a sweep at home from the Phillies, uh, not a really great way to kind of limp in the all-star break. I also feel like the, the Rays are feeling a little bit of pressure um, in the AL East. Just that big lead from an awesome start to the season isn't as big as it used to be. Still not really at panic stations yet. But uh, I think they got a really tough lineup to deal with coming in Atlanta's. Uh, Tyler Glass now has had a lot of fanfare and expectations, but it hasn't really delivered upon much of that so far to start the year. Had a big strikeout game, I think, his last start, but... Not sure that's saying enough. Um, so I, I'm more interested in, in seeing what Charlie Morton has to do. I mean, he almost retired like two years ago, so it's a little bit questionable where he's at now. But uh, I think anytime I see a plus sign next to the Braves, I think I'm interested. The rest of this series will feature Taj Bradley against Spencer Strider, Zach Eflin against Bryce Elder. Who wins this series? Ooh, uh, that that is a tough one. I, I feel like... From where the, I mean, the Rays are such a good home team, but what a great lineup of starting pitchers for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, I feel like I'm, I mean, Taj Bradley's gotten hit really hard lately. Zach Eflin, they saw a lot when he was in Philadelphia. I'm, I'm going to go, I mean, you might even be able to see the, the Braves as a, an underdog for the series price. So I'll go Braves. The Phillies, who are red hot right now, are at the Marlins. Sandy Alcantara going for Miami. Zach Wheeler for Philadelphia. The Phillies, a short road favorite. What do you like in this one? I mean, another great series. Uh, I'm a little surprised to see the Phillies getting such respect. Um, Certainly, we've watched Sandy Alcantara struggle for this entire season pretty much. But a little surprised that, uh, especially the way the, the Marlins have been playing. Yeah, they had a weird series with St. Louis and... No one really believes in them because they can't score runs, but they're essentially bringing or welcoming the Phillies into an impossible place to score runs. Um, So they're going to force the Phillies to play that low-scoring game. It clearly didn't bother Philadelphia too much in Tampa, just across the state. But I feel like if there's a spot for the Marlins, they're a really good home team. There's, To me, I'm starting to think they're more for real than uh, maybe the rest of the marketplace. So I'm pretty interested in Alcantara. Um, especially off to, off of a good start at Boston. And what he essentially did was lit the fire under the Red Sox. We've done really well winning a series against the, the, the Rangers and sweeping the Blue Jays in Toronto. So um, I think it's a, a Marlins lean for me at this point. Uh, and I feel like the marketplace is respecting Philadelphia a lot more than I am. 
Two pitchers returning, uh, one from the IL, one from just being bad, and that's Alex Fajardo against Alec Manoa as the Blue Jays take on the Tigers in Detroit. Toronto's minus 145, total of nine here. I got to be honest, as much as I want to bet the Tigers, I don't trust Fajardo coming off of the IL here, but the over is very intriguing to me. Yeah, so I didn't know if you said bad or fat about Alec Manoa, but I guess (laughs) it's probably not the right thing to say, uh, so I'll leave that behind, but... Uh, yeah, Alex, Alex Fiedo, I just looked up, I, I don't, forgive me, but I was looking to see if he's worth a pickup in fantasy because I feel like he's a, a, re- a reasonable speculation for a win in a start tomorrow just because we can't really know what Alec Manoa is going to bring. But Fiedo had like his middle finger fingernail removed. That sounds really weird for uh, a starting pitcher, especially because I know a lot of times they use that nail and that's where a lot of the blisters show up when you're trying to throw a curveball, slider, those type of breaking balls. Um, so that's not a good sign. I, I think over is a really good shout. Um, that's essentially what I came down to. Yeah, I guess Alec Manoa is really good against single A or double A hitters or something like that in his last start. But uh, I'm gonna even though the, the Tigers might not be much above that, they still are professional major league hitters. So I think over is the way to go in that one. Speaking of making his return, or how about a debut? Carlos Rodon makes his first start of the 2023 campaign against former Yankee Jamison Tyone. Yankees hosting the Cubs, New York, a minus 170 favorite. I have no idea what to expect from Rodon. Uh, I mean, he's like Rodon, he's clearly got great stuff, but what's he going to be able to deliver upon, especially after missing so much time so far this year? Um, on the other side, the Cubs got a fair amount of respect. I mean, closed uh, almost a pick em at uh, Milwaukee today uh, on getaway day and Freddie Peralta pitching as well. Uh, so that was pretty respectful to me. So it kind of seems like the Cubs are a little bit undervalued here. Their bullpen hasn't been good this year, but it's kind of steadied a little bit with Albert, Albert Azulay at, at the closer role. Um and your Yankees, unfortunately, I just don't know when to ever trust them to score runs. Got embarrassed today. It seems like that's happening every once in a while. Of course, they're getting some wins out of the way and are still the, the record still looks better than Chicago's. Uh, I guess the nice part is Jameson Tyone is really tough to trust. He, ever since he hurt his groin earlier in the season and didn't go on rehab starts and tried to basically rehabilitate in the majors, it's gone really, really poorly. Uh, I don't necessarily know if that changes, so he's got a pretty nice lineup to try to get back into the right swing of things. Rangers are at the Nationals. The Rangers had a 5-3 lead last night, only to watch the Red Sox have a six-run bottom of the seventh. That bullpen has definitely been in trouble uh, over the past two weeks or so. You got Bradford getting the start for the Rangers, Trevor Williams for the Nationals. Yeah, I mean, another one that feels like an over. Uh I didn't really think that the Rangers park was <clears throat> was great for overs, but they've been smashing overs there going on the road to Washington where uh, pretty much in the cold weather, that park, the ball goes nowhere, but it really flies um, in the summertime. And, and I know it's hot there. I was watching the, the Reds game today, which had like a flash flood basically. And then we came back on, out to sunshine after an hour or so rain delay. Um, I don't really expect Trevor Williams and a fastball only type of not a lot of swing and miss arm to really do much to Texas. I feel like they're probably licking their wounds a little bit, a little upset about how the series closed at Fenway. And and especially, as you mentioned, with a big lead tonight, Thursday night, uh, I guess letting that go in in kind of hilarious fashion felt like a 42 minute seventh inning or something like that. But um, Bradford's not going to go deep in a game, so that's going to put a lot of stress on the Texas bullpen, which, as you mentioned, has been already stressed out pretty significantly. So 
Uh, to me, it seems like an over uh, is, is in play here, or at least something worth looking at. Um, ten and a half is what I'm seeing. Maybe maybe ten at the time this this one closes. Daniel Lynch gets a start for the Royals at the Guardians. Aaron Savale for Cleveland. Cleveland's minus 195. Casey is just putrid. Putrid. And Lynch has been had really good prospect pedigree. Was A lot of was expected out of him. It's kind of been a slow burn to get into the majors, stay there. Well, he's struggled to stay there. But I feel like he's had a pretty good year so far in 2023 going against the Cleveland Guardians lineup that really did nothing except for, I think, the sixth inning tonight. Or Thursday night scoring four runs and then holding on for dear life with that. Um, I feel like Savali's probably going to knife through a Kansas City lineup that hasn't been producing whatsoever. Putrid, I think, is a good way to describe their their hitting for sure. Um, just from from my, I guess, humble perspective, I feel like an under is worth looking because Cleveland seems very expensive to me uh, at this price. The A's are at the Red Sox. Luis Medina get, goes for the A's. No word yet on who's going to start for the Red Sox. Yeah, Red Sox should be a favorite here. Um, probably not going to stop the presses with that type of statement. Not exactly going out on a limb with that one. But uh, Medina hasn't really been good. The athletics are not good. Uh, should be a good spot for the Red Sox to continue a tear. Yeah, Cole Irvin getting the start for the Orioles. Bailey Ober for the Twins. Minnesota's minus 155. Feels gigantic. Uh, big, big price. Ober's been really good for a while now. Um, and... Besides one start where he was dominating Tampa and they made him wash his hands or something like that, and he came out and really struggled. Um, he's been really hot. I think the All-Star break's probably coming at a really bad time for him because he wants to keep pitching as much as he possibly can. Uh, and he gets a Baltimore lineup that's got all of their prospects coming up gradually or really quickly, it feels like, in the last few weeks. Um, it hasn't really changed how Baltimore's been doing besides a, a couple of big wins in this Yankees series. So I'm still waiting to see if Baltimore's going to really become the offense that I think a lot of people are expecting them to be maybe a year down the line. Uh, with that said, the Baltimore bullpen still great. Minnesota is still problematic, but um, it does feel like this is too big of a price for Bailey Ober and just his like solid hot streak to really hold up for. So it's a Baltimore lean for me at this point. I don't really want to back Cole Irvin, especially because he's going to struggle at keeping the ball in the yard. But if he can do that, I think there's a really good path to the Baltimore Orioles winning this game as a pretty sizable underdog. Corbin Burns gets a start for the Brewers. The Reds will counter with Andrew Abbott and Milwaukee at home, a minus 130 favorite. Gigantic series here. Uh, I think it's a two-game spread right now in the NL Central. Um, the, the Reds have been kind of counted out for a lot of this, at least series or excuse me, division prices in the futures market. I've, I've not really given them a ton of respect until lately. Um, but Cor- Corbin Burns has not been great. Um, his has up and down year to say the least, whereas Andrew Abbott has been awesome since coming up for the minors Had huge stri- strikeout numbers there. Uh, didn't really have that at the beginning of his major league tenure, but he's been better lately. The Reds keep winning games, had a huge, huge come or, Wild win today in extra innings. A great play by Nick Senzel, robbing a, a, a game-winning hit and then hitting a two-run shot in the first pitch of the 10th inning. So things are going well. The Reds have been hot. Milwaukee's been kind of holding their own to stay around them, though Cincinnati, of course, passed them to take the lead in the division. But huge series. And I got to say, I, I don't expect Milwaukee to score a lot of runs here, especially against a left-handed pitcher. So it, for me, it's I'm looking at the Reds and potentially an under. The Mariners are at the Astros. Luis Castillo going for Seattle. Hunter Brown for Houston. Houston's minus 115 as they try and uh, get to the all-star break. Not rushing back Jose Altuve. Yeah, I mean, trying to survive, I think, is is the way to describe what Houston's been up to. Um, I don't 
I mean, this number seems really short to me considering how Seattle's been playing. Really one of the more disappointing teams. And Castillo hasn't half. been good lately. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that almost kind of makes me scratch my head even further about the, the number being so short. I mean, to me, I usually make a, a decent team as a home favorite at minus 120 is kind of where I start. Um, so seeing Houston below that makes me feel like there's a lot of respect coming in for Seattle. They had a good win tonight. We're really good in Houston last year. And Houston had kind of started to turn it around a little bit, but I still don't really trust them just yet. Hunter Brown should be able to knife through a, a Seattle offense that strikes out more than almost anybody. So I feel like maybe an under is probably a better idea than if if you're if you want to back Luis Castillo and expect him to turn it around. I think under might be a better bet. Cardinals are at the White Sox. Dylan Cease Day for Chicago. Jordan Montgomery for St. Louis. And this is an even spread with a total of eight and a half. Yeah, it's really nice you're giving something for Chicago White Sox fans to celebrate because uh, I watched the the doubleheader both ends today, and it was pretty disgusting what they were putting out there. Um, but, you know, that's part of the game, especially considering a lot of people expected them to be a dynasty that would be winning the AL Central for years. Um, Cease has been great. Slow start to the year, but really turned it around. Uh, and, and this should be a pretty good battle. Jordan Montgomery's been one of the best pitchers uh, ever since he got traded from the Yankees. But... I don't really know how to treat St. Louis right now. I feel like still at this point, their record is who they are, and they're so poor in one-run games. I don't really know that Chicago, uh, the White Sox version, has a lot of ability to win a close game against Seattle, or excuse me, against St. Louis because St. Louis is a much better bullpen. But I think I'm looking to back Dylan Cease if he moves to an underdog here. Pirates are at the Diamondbacks. Zach Gallon Day for Arizona. Rich Hill. For the Pirates, Arizona getting swept by the Mets, but this should be a nice bounce back spot with Zach Gowan on the hill. I mean, it's got to be because it's still amazing to me that Arizona is leading the West Division with like one of the worst bullpens out there. Yes, they probably have higher ERAs and whips and those type of things because of the ballpark they play in, but they just don't really have a lot of options. And they're starting some of the worst starting pitchers, Zach Davies, Ryan Nelson, like back, like I don't know how those guys are still pitching. But they haven't made any trades, so I guess we're treating them as they are. Probably going to investigate that over the All-Star break. But Zach Allen's been awesome. At home, he's been incredible. Um, I don't really see Rich Hill, especially coming off a really late-night game in Los Angeles. they got to move to and fly over to, to Phoenix and then get Rich Hill out there to try to keep it, try to make his curveball dance as much as possible in an atmosphere it doesn't. We have the Red Hot Mets who are undefeated in the month of July after blowing out the Diamondbacks last night. In San Diego against the Padres, Justin Verlander against Yu Darvish. San Diego minus 125. Yeah, I uh, was thinking that we might even see the Mets favorite here. Uh, yes, it's probably unexpected based on what's on that San Diego roster, but Yu Darvish, I think, has lost seven pounds from an illness recently. Um, that doesn't feel make me feel good that he's going to be uh, or have good stamina to pitch long in this game. And with um, Wilson, Stephen Wilson on the IL, I feel like there's a lot of outs that need to be covered by San Diego bullpen that I don't trust whatsoever. Verlander is certainly leaving a lot to be desired. I'm not sure I trust him completely at this point in the season. But uh, if you win this bet 50% of the time, you're definitely profitable. So I, I like the Mets here. The Angels are at the Dodgers. Griffin Canning against Tony Gonsolin. Dodgers a heavy favorite, minus 170. Yeah, the Dodgers, you know, um, they're in a disastrous bullpen situation themselves. Had to hold uh, Noah Syndergaard from like a simulated game today because they might need him in relief for tomorrow or something like that. 
that's bizarre. But I guess we got another freeway series, which I think doesn't play on Sunday, which is especially weird. It's a team of the day off before the all-star break. But uh, Griffin Canning, uh, great name, but not really a great pitcher, unfortunately. Um, feels like he's going to throw a lot of high fastballs past the Dodgers lineup, which I don't think he's very likely to do. Um, so I think it's going to be a really tough night for the Angels, especially missing Trout and probably Rendon and maybe even Shohei Otani. Just not really a great setup for the Angels. Probably lucky to only playing t- twice in uh, Chavez Ravine. And Colorado at San Francisco, Austin Gomber against Ross Stripling. Yeah, uh, the Rockies are just a disastrous franchise. I feel like um, part of me just wants to look about uh, look about betting against them every time they hit the road and, and honestly at Coors Field as well. Um, don't expect a ton from Ross Stripling, but he's got good outings in him. And San Francisco ended a losing streak re- recently, I think last uh, Wednesday night, but um, they're a much better team and should take care of the series pretty easily. Before we give you guys some best bets, want to remind you how you can save some money at pregame.com. First off, if you're not a pregame.com member, what are you waiting for? Just go to the website and sign up for free because after you sign up, you get a free $25. That's a new member gift to you. You can use that on a daily best bet or take $25 off a package of your choice. But for you, the listeners of this MLB podcast, because it is the all-star break coming up in Seattle next week, we're giving you a coupon to save 20% off anything on pregame.com. If you use the promo code Seattle20, Seattle20 gets you 20% off at pregame.com. Griffin, give us your best bet here for Friday's games. For my best bet for this Friday card, I'm going to go with the over in Detroit. Uh, uh, don't trust Alec Manoa. Trust Alex Fajardo less. So I'll take over nine uh, and expect a ton of runs in that one. For my best bet, I'm going to back Zach Gowan. And uh, I think that he is not going to give up runs to the Pirates. But because the Diamondbacks are slumping as well, I mean, they've lost four straight games and they haven't really been scoring. I mean, they had the one five-run outburst against the Mets in the first game of that series, but they got shut out last night, one run the night before. And now Corbin Carroll is out with this shoulder injury. He's having an MRI on Friday, and who knows how serious that can be. I just don't see the Diamondbacks scoring. I know Zach Gallon's not going to give up runs as well, so I like the under between the Diamondbacks and the Pirates. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Baseball Podcast. For Griffin Warner, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball Edition. <laughs>